0: Welcome to Rev Thinking. Rev Think leverages years of experience and
1: practical wisdom to help owners of top creative studios. So you don't have to choose between following your passion and running your business. Now, here's your host, Joel Pilger.
0: Hello, and welcome to Rev Thinking. Today is June the 1st, 2016. Today, I am revealing one of my secret weapons audio, sound design, and scoring. But what do I mean by that? Well, I think it's a journey for every creative firm, whether a motion design studio or a production company, especially nowadays, to evolve out of what I call the services trap and instead start creating the new value. And that is solutions. That might include strategy, it might include uh, other distribution methods. It's, It's really solving a much bigger problem for your clients. And in order to create that offering, One thing I recommend is to work with brilliant outside experts directly. Don't let your firm be siloed. So the old model where an ad agency might hire these guys to shoot picture, these guys at the editorial house, these guys are the colorists, and these guys doing sound, I instead think you can realize not only a higher level of creative and collaboration, but it also just makes good business sense for you to hire outside experts directly. And one such expert is Coop Studios in Boulder, Colorado. I sat down with Scott Roche and Eric Singer to discuss not only how this special dance creates uh, new opportunities uh, for increased creative, but how does it work? What does it look like? And how, when you reach out to an expert like Coop Studios. How can your firm be in a good position to take advantage of what they do? So these guys also brought their certain special magic to the show. I don't know if I'll be able to maintain this high level of production value going forward, but I'll certainly do my best. Just certainly don't hold me to it. Okay, enjoy the show. Where do I start? How does it work? Do I call somebody like you, and when do I bring you into the process? As Obviously. early as possible. <laughs> That's a great question. I teed you up nicely for that, right? Like, yeah. duh. What do you think? But it speaks to the old days, right? When you would be like finishing your edit and say, "Oh, let's let's call the audio guys." Is and that get what happens? Working. Can
2: I ask you a question? Is that really what happens? You guys sit there and you're done. Hey Bob, come watch the final edit with me. Yeah, I can't wait. Let's check it out right now. And then you discover, <laughs> oh, the picture looks great.
1: Can we watch it again? But. With the volume turned up this time? The
2: volume's turned up, dude. Shit, there's no sound on this thing. Is <laughs> right. that what happens? <laughs> then it's like, oh, and we don't have any money left no. <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> of course.
0: All right, I am in Coop Studios, Studio A. Yeah, this is definitely a big upgrade from what I would call the home office where it's me and Emma huddled around a microphone <laughs> and garage band. Right? Now, I, now I feel legit. I'm in, a, <laughs> I'm in a real studio and I'm surrounded by Neumann microphones and pianos. pianos and all this kind of stuff. But I'm here at Coop Studios in Boulder, Colorado, and I'm with Scott Roche and Eric Singer. And it's super awesome to be here. And I'm laughing at all the people who the only thing they know about Colorado is the most recent blizzard that we had. And so everybody I talk to, they're like, oh, you're still... Airport's closed. Yeah, you have your eyeballs in snow. And I'm like, yeah,
1: sure. We're eating the interns. Eric, not me. Oh, so cold, so hungry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're we're
0: just barely making it. (laughs) So super good to be with you guys. Um, Coop and I go back, I want to say like 12, 14 years or so. Minimum. At least. And these two guys have graciously uh, taken a chunk out of their time to tell me a little bit about what they do and how what they do impacts the world of production companies and motion design studios and so forth. So first, let me just make introductions. Say hi, Scott, and tell me a little, uh, our, our listeners, kind of who who you are, what you're about, and uh, let Eric do the same.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Scott Roche, executive producer, founder of Coop Studios, founded the company in 1980. In my backyard, in a chicken coop. In a chicken Uh, coop. Believe it or not, that's true. And that's the story behind the name. Yeah, we changed the spelling, you know, car it up a little bit. So I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan, and moved out here in the early 70s and started this company in 1980. And here we are 36 years later in a six-room facility. We've added on to the chicken coop. A lot more chickens these days. Yeah, doing the same thing that we really started doing, which was a combination of uh, post-production audio and music for advertising and film and now web, radio, and all things in between. And
1: limited only by your audio
2: imagination. Uh, you know, everything from cartoon voices to music, so we're kind of a turnkey operation here. Whatever you do, and we also love to produce bands, so we actually crank out, you know, twenty-five albums a year in our evening and weekend hours. This is my opportunity
0: to let you do some name dropping. So, a couple artists that you guys have worked with, or cut you know, we and did whatnot.
2: we did the last three Rolling Stones records here. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, we've got we've had so many different great people in, and of course, all the local greats from Big Head Todd, and the Monsters, Davatchka, Davatchka, David Foster's worked here. Wu Tang Clan has worked here. Roseville Drive has worked here. You know, the list goes on. Being here hasn't been a bad thing. You know, Boulder's a fabulous creative address, always has been.
1: So, Eric, Uh, tell us who you are and what you do. Yes, uh, co-executive producer, partner, and luckiest guy in the world. Oh, yeah! Because I just, I stumbled in here with a band that I was managing at the time, and it took us nine months to make an album. while I was hanging around here Scott, who had also come from a band management background sort of looking for for somebody to add to the team and Classic case of being in the right place at the right time. So I just kind of stumbled into this, and it's one of the best things that ever happened to me. Now I haven't ever been paid for my <laughs> <life>. Exactly. <laughs> we made him a partner.
2: He's the only intern that's ever been made
1: a partner. <laughs> right. An unpaid partner.
0: Yeah. So yeah. my history with you guys, I'm thinking, Scott, you and I probably got acquainted back like 2001 or two or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. so in my call it 20 year run of running Impossible Pictures, Coop was really our go to when we needed audio for picture.
2: God bless you.
0: (laughs) So we were doing a lot of promos. We were doing a lot of spots. We were doing rebrands, you know, all this kind of stuff. And you guys were the ones that we called on routinely. Daily.
2: I think we worked for you
0: guys for sure weekly and sometimes in multiple rooms. Right. Coop was actually one of my secret weapons in a way. What you guys did actually made what we did even more awesomer. And I thought it would be so interesting to sit down and have a conversation with you guys to essentially share that secret with my audience and say, hey, if you're a production company owner running a motion design firm, what have you, you need to understand the advantages and the power of what a sound design scoring place like
1: Coop can bring to the equation. I feel like the, the people listening to this, if, if they're primarily people at, at motion graphics houses and other post houses are probably among the only people who really appreciate the kind of work that we do. Because ordinarily, I think the average viewer, uh, you know, who's watching a commercial or a short film or whatever it might be, probably only notice the audio if it's bad. I love you. Hey, Bob. Yeah? This movie kind of sucks. My ears are bleeding. We tend to fly under the radar and... We're totally okay with that. So Mm -hmm. we'd rather be, I think, a secret weapon than something that that everybody knows about and talks about. So that actually raises a really interesting point if you're a studio
0: or a production company working with a killer outside, out-of-house firm to do your audio, to do the music scoring, whatnot. Of course, that's going to elevate your game creatively. It's going to let you deliver a superior product. But the point that you raised makes me think of what I would call that dance of how are we going to actually get this done, we're working on picture, you're working on sound, and we're simultaneously creating that synergy, that you guys were masters at that. And that tandem of great creative but also great process hand-in-hand, I think is what was really the difference
1: maker in that Coop relationship.
2: Yeah, that's that's true.
1: Yeah, I think the process has become almost as important as the actual work itself. That's right you know, now what enables us to deal with the short turnaround times that commercials and promos require is having a really good, fairly large staff for an Mm -hmm. audio facility with 15 or so full-time employees. Well, five of those are producers. So I think that says a lot about what goes into a job besides just turning the dials or playing a guitar. The actual managing the workflow has become so important that it's a third of our workforce.
2: Yeah, and to do that,
1: we kind of pride ourselves in being...
2: Pretty low maintenance, you know, you oh, call in, yeah. we get a plan together, we get the work done, we deliver high quality, creative, quickly, on budget, on point. You know,
0: at, at that stage of the game, nobody wants to deal with really anything. Well, now. if you're at a production company and you're producing a spot, of course, the opportunity to be problem solvers rather than problem makers totally is just huge. It's yeah. just huge. And yep. so when you partner with somebody on a regular basis and the answer is always, hmm, Here's what we can do. Here's an idea. Hey, what about this? Let's try that. Again, that gets back to that process that I think you guys have down so well and makes you such a great production partner. You
2: know, there's two parts of what we do, and I think they're looked at and dealt with very differently. One would be the the nuts and bolts, engineering, voiceover, sound design, editing, assembly of spots, you know, some jobs are just basically a build it. Right. And then really, we've always done a lot of high-end creative, which is the songwriting that we do.
0: And so that would include scoring? Yeah, Yeah. so that
2: would be scoring, whether it's films Mm -hmm. in 30-second, 60-second, radio, TV, web pieces, and we do a lot of it. We've got got how many composers are we working with? like four or five pretty mm-hmm. much round the clock here that we're writing music for all sorts of applications. That end of the business takes a lot more focus and integration with the agencies, and there's definitely more back and forth that we need to be available for.
0: So something that I touched on earlier that I would love to get your guys' opinions on, because I bet you have some good, strong opinions on this, is what I call that dance. I think what I found in my experience is that if a production company is actually the one engaging the audio guys, that there becomes this synergistic interplay
1: that really elevates the end product. Yeah, I think that when you get the creativity of, let's say, if it's a motion design firm, when you have the animators talking with our sound designers and not just animators delivering something and say, OK, sweeten this out, but actually collaborating, passing things back and forth and really getting creative together. I think you, you become exponentially better when yeah. you combine forces like that.
2: Hey, and when we have
1: relationships,
2: the time that Eric, that you spend with the guys at Image Brew or Spilt or wherever, you know, getting to know those guys, I think that that goes a long way. And that's old school. That's the relationship based Um, creative interaction and collaboration that... Yeah, it's my my
0: chocolate and your peanut butter. (laughs) Yeah,
2: totally, and it works well that way. And not everybody takes time to build that process and those relationships.
1: Yeah, and I I think sometimes people think of collaboration and the first thing that comes to mind is too many cooks in the kitchen. No, no, no! It's like I said, too many notes into the music, the same with the broth. Spoiler! Which can absolutely happen, but... I think when it's done effectively, it's just a better dish.
2: We spent time with one of the biggest ad
1: agencies in the world over the last month working on a project and
2: fussing over a couple of pieces of music. Director wanted this piece. The The account guys wanted this piece. The client wanted this piece. We thought this piece worked. And we're trying to do this through email. And finally it was like, dude, you, you guys are like, you know, you're 35 minutes from us. Come on up. They came up yesterday. How long did it yeah, take? It, about an hour. We had everything worked out. We could have saved like, you know, two weeks of back and forth and kind of frustrating. It's like, what's going on here? Well, it's just too bad you guys aren't
0: in a nicer place in the country.
1: Come to (laughs) Boulder. Yeah, come on to Boulder. Come to Boulder, where the mountains are high, but not as high as we are. High on life, that is. So don't forget your yoga pants. Not just you, ladies. You know, these days it doesn't necessarily, of course, being in the room together is is ideal almost every time, but it doesn't have to be. I right. think really the the secret is having that relationship and having that rapport and knowing how to talk to each other and and being open to to passing things back and forth. We're also we have a co office in Salt Lake that uh, that we're partnering with some
2: other guys on, another post-production company. Yeah. yeah,
1: so this is our first foray into doing something beyond the six studios that we have in the facility in Boulder. And essentially, it'll allow people from ad agencies or filmmakers, whoever, to come into this room. We can actually drive from here. We've got a real-time broadcast-quality connection to the room. And so it's the next best thing to being there in person. And we just completed a fairly sizable job in there, and that was the first job we'd done, and it was just chorus of angels and pretty cool uh, it was so pretty i can already exciting. hear people asking
0: so when does the new york or well, la right, right. <laughs> remote actually room we're thinking open. about poughkeepsie or upper michigan <laughs> all right you know <laughs> well so that actually is an interesting little segue into a question i was going to ask you guys and that is running a studio of my own i often got asked a lot like oh do you guys do audio and my answer was always no we work with guys like coop And then over the years, there were always people that would suggest, well, you know, you ought to just set up a little room or you ought to get Pro Tools and just be able to do this. I ultimately resisted it because I knew that my firm had to be narrowly focused, Mm -hmm. positioned, you know, in the marketplace. We do picture and we do it great. We don't really do audio. There's certainly a trend nowadays of like, oh, I can just do that myself. I can just buy that software, I can just figure it out. And I don't know that the economics of that actually makes sense because in my experience, it was better to hire experts like you because you were faster, you are better, you are smarter, and it elevated
1: the creative. But yeah. we've seen so many agencies putting in edit bays or even motion graphic stations. Mm-hmm. And fortunately for us, it's become much cheaper for people to set up an editing bay than it would be to set up a any sort of, of serious sound room. There's only so right. much you can do. Yeah. Right. right. So anybody with, with a laptop and a copy of Premiere can theoretically edit a video. Right. arguably yeah. arguably. <laughs> Very arguably. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh I got a little distracted by the banana spiral explosion transition. But to do a great recording or to do a great mix, you know, all these things go into it that it's just not cost effective to spend hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to build out one room, let alone multiple rooms. So I think what the, you know, there are a few larger agencies that we work with who experimented over the last few years with putting in their own audio facilities. It's hard to go part way on that. I mean, we're amazed sometimes at the Scratch
2: voiceovers. It's like, Did you want the air conditioning as a sound effect? Because I can hear the thing blowing through the vent. And always remember, the customer is the bottom line. Or the dog barking outside. It's just, you know, that doesn't doesn't work. And I think also keeping one audio guy in one room... Right. How you much know, can he it, handle? How much can he handle and how creative does he stay every day by working on the same agency gigs? Right. They're usually pitches. You get, that guy gets worn down. Let me out of here! We've seen it happen before. They just get torn up. I can count 10 or 20 times over the last 30-some years that I've been doing this that people have brought up, we should have a video room here. We should be a video house. And, and I always kept coming back. It's like, no,
0: we do one thing well. Don't don't get in front of yourselves. So here's the segue to a closing question. When decisions get made at the very top, it takes time for it to then go to here and then down and then down and down. So a lot of times you guys are sort of screwed with getting the, we're the last oh, stop. Remember that thing I mentioned, you know, two weeks ago that might be coming down? Well, I need you to get started. And by the way, we've only got two days to get it done. Okay,
2: this was wonderful. And so if we can get the casting done this afternoon, and then we'll get the selects back for you later on this evening, and then we'll do the record tonight. And then if you guys can mix it and have it ready to go for delivery first thing in the morning, that'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, but you know, that's what I think really is probably our strongest suit is being staffed up and having the facility to where we can handle because that's just a reality of it. You know, you'll never hear somebody around here complain about a short turnaround or a change the, order right, or anything. That, that's just the reality of how the industry works and we're ramped up for that. You know, we run six rooms sometimes 24 hours a day when we need to and that's the nature of the business and I think that's part of what's kept us in business. Sure. So, say I am
0: calling you and I've got this project that I think you guys might be awesome for. What do I bring? Do I say, "Here's my creative brief"? Do I say, "Oh, here's some tracks that I think sound cool"? Reference,
2: or I, reference tracks are, yeah. are always I awesome.
0: Just, the, my client really loves that Beyonce tune, and they want something like. Don't that. say that. We love Beyonce, but we
2: don't want to. We don't want to go up against Jay Z. And there a, you go. litigation. <laughs> no, but no, oftentimes, yeah, reference tracks are really super important. And one of the things we've done over the years, we've started a library that we call The Collective, which is a a collection of about, I don't know, 15 or 20 different composers and writers. We use that as reference material a lot now. They'll say, we're looking for something that sounds like Mumford & Sons. Mm-hmm. We'll go into our library, and we own and uh, have license on you know literally thousands of tracks that we can search through our database, and we'll send you eight things from The Collective, 15 things from The Collective that have a Mumford & Sons vibes, and we'll throw five or six other tracks in that maybe... Even a little different. That's,
0: yeah. yeah, that's what I love about that is that's sort of the quick and easy win just to get the process started. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then what about the process? As you go along, if someone's revising a cut daily or they're doing renders every night and they've got their new version, whatever, and they are posting that to their internal, you know, intranet or whatever it is where they share things and so forth, do you guys take a look at that? Do you, how often in the process do you sort of check in with, Here's the latest cut. Here's our latest take on what we do with the music, with the sound design. How does that work?
2: Yeah. I think one thing that's different about us in some audio post houses, we have a producer, a point producer, along with an engineer and a composer, if necessary, on every job. I don't care if it's a voiceover, a thirty-second read. There's a point producer. And one of the reasons that we do that is so we can stay right up with what's going on. Because unless you ask, you won't get the current cut. And we're back there working away on a track and composing to, to, you know, a cut that's three days old. Okay, that was awesome, but instead of it being a 30, we actually need to extend it now to like seven minutes because we want it to be a play. That's how we stay out in front of a lot of things is we
0: allocate resources
2: and paychecks for people to be really
0: good at that. There's a cool parallel there because obviously, you know, owners of top studios and production companies love producers, right? Like they're the ones who keep the world going around. And so, thinking of, oh, working with an audio house that has producers on staff, you know, like I'm immediately thinking, yeah. Well, that says a lot about sort of why I think you guys were my secret weapon. Well, so,
2: we've always appreciated the support of the work that you brought here. It's thanks, a lot man. of fun stuff.
0: Well, great talking with you both. And again, Coop Studios, thank you, Scott. Thank you, Eric. Thanks for having us. Good to see it. you, JP.
1: Thanks for listening to RevThinking.
0: For more insights on running your creative studio or to ask us a question, visit RevThink.com. We'd love to hear from you.
2: I wanna tell you about a place to connect that you might not know about. It's our online community called Rev Community. It's a great place to get to know other creative business owners like yourself, to share some thought leadership and read other encouragement, to be challenged in this new marketplace, new technology, ideas, economic trends. And it's a place to research. Check out many of the resources we have online, our videos, and of course, this podcast. Join us today at revthink.com slash community. If you're a creative studio owner, feel free to join us today at revthink.com slash community. I look forward to seeing you there.